It is FT Live. Braun, Frazier, Kratz. You guys got me? I got, I got you. you. Okay, cool. Just making sure. What's up? We're Thanks here. for the invite. And also, uh, we had Przinsky on yesterday. You're never going to hear the end of this, Kratz. You specifically, uh -huh. because we came from hustling in Vegas, okay? Oh. Oh. And Przinsky takes an overnighter, a little red-eye action. His, he's at his Woods choice. Golf Tournament, his choice, on Thursday. And he was like, where the hell is Kratz? As if you don't put in a five-day grind every single week. I actually helped to ignite the fire just because, you know, I like to puck around. But <sighs> just fair. prepare yourself mentally for next week when AJ's back for like a whopping three-day week or something like that and says, where were you on Thursday? Yeah, he's, he's allowed to because he's, you know, he's living the backup role. Like I lived the backup role my whole career. He's allowed to look at us starters, me and you, guys who are here every day. Mm -hmm. And he can be like, well, wait a minute. I'm here. Why, why isn't I, – I needed a day. I needed a little there bit. There ain't nothing wrong with that. I needed to make sure I got my, got my time at home. Appreciate you, Mark. Shout out. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to have some days coming up too. Look out for it. Although some of those days will involve me on vacation – in Mexico, trying to do the show from there. I actually have to make oh, a phone call, make man. sure the Wi-Fi is going to be good from there. So it's going to be Lord Stay of the Rings here. That. It's going to wow. be Lord of the Rings. Here. I mean, not Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Flies here. We're going to have, gonna have <laughs> fires, fires started in the corner. We're not going to know what to do, Scott. Can't wait for you guys to host right after winter meetings. Next week's going to be huge, though. We cannot wait for winter meetings coverage. We'll be all over it. Regular shows, of course, and then we'll break in for, for example, Shohei Otani signing. We'll have a special on it if that happens. So. Let's get right into Shohei, because we do have some reports that are surfacing about teams that are in, teams that are out. Let's charge the damn mound. So Jeff Passan put out a big notes column, and we've got our guy, Senior Insider, Ken Rosenthal, joining us a little bit later on. But yeah, let's baby. start with what Passan put out there on Otani. He said the Rangers, Red Sox, and Mets, who are among the initial group of suitors, have turned their attention to other players. Among those confirmed by Jeff sources to still be in the bidding for Otani. Dodgers, Cubs, Blue Jays, Angels. And then he said the Giants have long been into Otani, but he doesn't really know where they stand. It just hasn't been much out there for him to be able to collect. But I'm going to guess that the Giants are still in. I feel like educated guess the Giants are still in because they're like, whatever he's being offered, we'll go higher. Okay, so thoughts on how this is shaking out the teams that are kind of out of it now and the teams that are still going for it. I'm uh, I'm a little surprised about the Mets. Um, you know, you think about Stevie Cohen, you think about, you know, how he goes about his business. And I think that would be uh, unbelievable for the Mets to have him there. Uh, the Rangers, I guess I can understand that just because of what they did last year. I mean, if they sign back. Um, Monty, which I, I think they should or try to at least, um, then I think they're fine there. But it, it's just one of those things. I think everybody that can get him should go out there and try and get him. So um, the Mets are very that, – that's the one where I'm like, ah, I, I don't understand that one at all. Uh, he would work well in New York. I don't hear anything about the Yankees either. So you know where my bias is. So I'm, I want to hear some more – I want to hear some better news on that front, Eric. I think, shoot, I think the I think the Rangers still need to be in. Did you see what he did when he was at when he was in Globe Life Park mm. last year? He was hitting those like four hundred and seventy foot like nineteen degree launch angle rockets to the left center. It was 
It was unbelievable. Yeah. And I think they're flush with money. I think we'll get into it a little bit more. The whole TV deal might have affected that. Um, but, you know, losing – not losing because they're still going to have a TV deal, but they had freaking $111, $111 million last year come in from their TV deal. So I guess I get it that they're out. And the one that I think is like that the Red Sox are going elsewhere, I think it's fine. They need pitching. Yeah. Red Sox have – they have – Bayo started 28 games last year. Cutter Crawford – I think started 23 games, and then it was Halk and Sale, 21, 20, and 20. You pick up Shohei, all of a sudden you haven't picked up any more starts no, for the next season. No, you haven't, no. So to me, the Red Sox should have been out a long time ago. They wanted to see the flop, use a po- poker reference, and now they're <laughs> like, crap. No, we're, we're out. We're folding. They got go, to go find actual starts. So the guy you were talking about, I think, mm-hmm. Monty, as much as he was a Yankee coming up, yeah, I'd like to see him maybe shift a little Bean Town. Yeah, he's a guy that makes all his starts. He did last year. You're getting a little bit of youth. Anyway, you need somebody that puts up 30 starts. I think Bayo will this year, but I think I think the Red Sox are the team that should have been out a long time ago, unless Shohei was pitching. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Well, he's pitching supposedly in 2025, but I get what you're saying. They need pitching. For next year. I mean, you could accomplish both technically, Kratz. I mean, the Red Sox have been spending a little more mid-market-ish than they have top of the market, which is a problem for them. So technically, they could get both done. But I get what you're saying. I think, though, the expectations will be high for them then to really patch up the rotation. I think that's a must for them. I mean, it should involve probably two pretty significant pitchers. They should be in on Monty, they should be heavily in on Yamamoto, even though he's going to cost a ton. It's a long-term option for them if they're into him. But then others as well. I mean, Imanaga actually is going to get a ton of money too and is supposed to be a big deal. He's kind of a uh, low-velo guy, but high spin. I think he's going to be maybe projected as a pretty solid number three starter, I would say. But a guy that you know probably is going to get himself five or six years Low 100s mil, based on what the starting pitching market looks like right now. A guy that's proven he's gotten it done over in Japan for, I believe, eight seasons now. So I get what you're saying. Back to Otani for a moment here. Do we still feel the same way, Todd Father, about the teams that are still in it? So Dodgers front runner based on what they can offer. And when I say what they can offer, it's consistent winner, mm-hmm. probably an environment that he likes. Money. Who, who do you think on that list, if you have them as the front runner, would be second of the teams that the pass and set are still involved? Cubs, Blue Jays, Angels, Giants. Don't take my team. I <laughs> know. We talked about this before. I'll let Eric take his team. I no, think do, be, no, 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 no. Wait, I'm going to no. stop you. Todd, do you, you know the rule on this show? You take yours. Take whatever. You have to all take right. yours. And even if we all agree on the same thing, it has to no, be the same. Because the TV pet peeve I have. This isn't my first rodeo. This isn't my first rodeo. Okay. Okay. I'm just making sure. I'm saying the next team on that list would be the Cubs. Um, I, I, you, you just see, you know, what what's going to happen with Bellinger? I mean, what's going to happen with, uh, you know, other guys that are coming in and out? Uh, you got a new manager coming in. 
I think that would be a huge splash for Chicago. Um, it would kind of catapult them to being the team they need to be, even though he can't pitch. It's one of those things where him at, him at Wrigleyville, I mean, dude, the crowd there, day games, the excitement of him just dropping absolute tanks. I think I think the Cubs would be the second behind. The one that's intriguing to me is, is the Blue Jays. I mean, you think they haven't really got that big name. They got names from their system, but they haven't really got that big name to come up there to the north. But I would say I would say the Cubs would be next in line. Blue Jays. Really? Blue Jays. Not, you, you didn't this tell me it. that before. This is it. The Blue Jays oh, no, are you, it. Yeah, you told me Yamamoto. Because, Never mind. I, no, I don't believe and that. I don't think. I don't think so at all. The reason I – is the exact same reason I was talking about the Red Sox. The Red Sox, they don't have any starting pitching. They need it. The Blue Jays, they had four guys with 29 or more starts last year. That's great. They're going to inject – this man into this lineup that has some dudes that dropped off last year, dudes that need a slap in the face to be like, hey, you know what? You're a young guy. You've been an MVP candidate. You need to show up. And this, if, if they get Shohei Otani, that shifts the American League East in their favor because of what they should have done last year. They didn't do it. They should have done it last year. And – the thing that they can sell because there's the whole advertising dollars, it's your country. You are Japan. Now you are Canada. They will sell him all over oh, I agree that with country. That. 100%. And they have so much money that it is. <laughs> I just don't see him going. I don't, I don't see it. If the Blue Jays want to win the World Series, this is the move. 100%. You're saying World Series winners? Yes. Oof. And look at their window, guys. Look at their window. Yes. I mean, the, the window You're saying is going to the World soon. Series, though, with one guy. One guy, Shohei Otani. No, what, not become, next year. They become the American Why not? League. I don't, I don't think they're – you talk about your pitching, but I still don't think it holds up, in my opinion. They, they can't – the Orioles right now are the they dominant team. They show up. Okay. I'm That's saying Boston. they show up. I'm, no, I'm saying That's they show it. up. That's great. Great. What happened last year? They got bounced in got the bounced. first round. Yeah. But okay. they this finish. team on they, paper that... should be way better, and I it's think they're running out of runs. time. Vladdy <laughs> Jr. and Bo Bichette yeah. yes. are gone after 2025. I think they'll probably keep one of them, but they might lose the other or they might trade the other. But Gossman, Bassett, Barrios, Kikuchi bounced back. Maybe they had another starter. Obviously, they're waiting to see what happens with if Manoa. They go get, if all of a sudden they do get Otani – they got to get – if they keep – this is their – all right, we go get this big dog. They got to keep getting a couple more other guys. And then mm -hmm. then I would I would say, all right, and then we got something going here. Okay. I think, Imanaga, so, I think Imanaga is the second place for him. I think Boston is – he's going to be their second pitcher that they pick up if, if they want to move in. And that's the whole question. Do they want to move in and do they want to win a World Series or do they just want to be like, man, I hope. Look what the Rangers did at the trade deadline. They weren't hoping. They moved all in to make it to the World Series. Almost missed it, and then they swept through the playoffs. Like, to me, Shohei makes a huge difference. Oh, my God, without a doubt. With that more with that team than any other team. So you're saying it kind of helps out with Vladdy and um, Bo. And, and kind of. It's like, hey, this is the guy now. Let me just play now. I, I, I could see that. But you can say in World Series, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Not I think, yet. 
I think they become a lot of people have picked them to go to the World Series the last two, three years, and they have underperformed. And their offense was not consistent enough this past season, despite what they had on paper. And also, the ballpark played much more pitcher friendly than they expected. It actually looked like the adjustments they made would make it more hitter friendly, and they became more pitcher friendly. The ballpark became a more home run suppressed ballpark this past season, and no one has the exact reason why scientifically. The one other thing I'll say about Toronto. Uh, Mike Wilner writes about them for the Toronto Star, and I think we're going to have him on next week. I heard him on a show where he said the Blue Jays have two budgets right now. They have their normal offseason budget, and then they have their Otani, he calls it unicorn budget. Because you have to keep in mind the business that Otani could bring to the entire country of Canada and freaking sweep that fan base for the next five to ten years. So we're going to talk to Kenny Ballgame, Ken Rosenthal, later about the business side of what Otani brings to the table. So... We're going to hit a break in a sec. Let's look at our poll question. It's revolving around this topic, and we'll talk more about Otani, obviously, because who knows? I mean, these could be the final days before he actually signs up with a ball club. Which team out on Otani, according to this report that we're referring to, should not be out on Otani? Mets, Rangers, Red Sox, or Mariners? FT Live on Stadium is back and presented by BetMGM with the bonus code FAL available for you when you download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Sign up and deposit at least 10 bucks into your new BetMGM account. Place your first wager and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your bet loses. And if that happens, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled on the BetMGM Sportsbook app. Gambling problem or concern? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, so poll results and to finish up Otani combo from today, which team that is reportedly out on Otani, according to Jeff Passan's recent report here, should not be out? And the options were Mets, Rangers, Red Sox, and Mariners. And the winner is Mets. Mets. One, Rangers, two. I'm surprised that Mariners were four. I vote Mariners, one. And I actually, I usually get my pick in sooner yeah, but i'm west gonna do coast, it now west coast bias he's got that <laughs> it's not west coast <laughs> bias it's a team that's I'll been waiting for down. this moment i'm so pissed off for mariners well, fans that they're not man. in on him that's i can't what, believe that they're jerry, not getting that's their what love. jerry bear does man it's not even just jerry though but he, I, mean, I agree he likes to trade but he's being told by his bosses no we're not spending money like that sorry dude well, I'm telling you this right now. Yamamoto is the guy you want. I'm not saying over Otani after Otani. Oh, yeah. I think guys are like, you know what? This might be way too much money. Yamamoto is unbelievable. Like this guy is for real. He's for real, dude. Yeah, but they need lineup help. The Mariners need the Mariners have tons of I pitching. Don't they don't need the Yamamoto. I want Yamamoto. Oh, you just mean in general? In you general, about the I general. understand in general, but top father, the Mariners have. They're the only team in the big leagues that doesn't need a starting pitcher in the offseason. Everybody yeah. needs everybody needs pitching. Even if you have it, you need it. You see the injuries that Not happened the these last couple these last couple of years. You see the big dogs go down. And they still- every team, but the Mariners. Right, isn't that dude, crazy? The Mariners, the Mariners have three fucking bats. Three bats. Oh, I like, That's I like it. when it gets snippy. They have JP Crawford, yeah. Julio Rodriguez, Cal Raleigh, and then you look down and you go. We're not making the playoffs. I mean, <laughs> no. they tanked for six years playoffs. to get to this point. They better add some serious bats. I know they're well, going to make But trades, the thing but... is, if you even if you get Otani, you need more. Oof, that changes. That changes. Yeah, but that, you and I your mean, changes. Oof. That's your word of the day, changes. changes. Blue Jays will not be World Series bound at all with them. They need more than that. And I'm telling you right now, they're going to. 
need more. That's fine. But the Mariners, because Scott and I, I guess because we work together every day. Yes. The Mariners were second <laughs> on my list for, for, for needing for needing Otani, but also like obviously a lot of people need them. But Imagine, how much it would oh, change every team. The landscape. It would it it could possibly make, which we'll talk about more, spending with the Rangers. It could possibly make the Rangers be like, Ugh, okay. Huh. Like they were kind of scary last year. They almost knocked us out in the last series <clears throat> of the season. They didn't, yeah. and we won the World Series. But man, they had, they had Shohei. We got to see Shohei thirteen times a year. Who okay. who who is going to have the cojones to sign this man? I am I'm so intrigued because you're right. It does change the outscape of every team. You don't need cojones. No, you need a lot of cojones. With no, the you money need you this. You need out. this. And so here's what I want to yeah, do. Yeah, you got to have cojones to spend all that money too. No. Here's what I want to do. So. Think about the number Otani's going to end up with because we'll finish up that report on what Passon said he's hearing. Okay, that's next. Billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so let's finish with the Otani money portion of the conversation. <sighs> so on Jeff Passon's story about Otani, he said, it's barreling toward the finish line. And when he finally agrees to a deal, the number sources said will surge well beyond 500 million. Remember how many people were like, oh, is he going to get five? I got four, whatever. Okay. One source said he believes Otani will receive a contract for at least 550. Another said the bidding could reach 600 million dollars. Regardless of whether it lands, it's going to shatter the largest guarantee in North American sports history. So I asked some people in the YouTube chat to float out numbers. I'll get some from you. Um, Justin Option said 13670 mil. Justin Yamas said 11 years 525 mil for an average of 48 million a season, no opt-outs and a no trade clause. Armin said 12 years, $620 million. Uh, D-Rod said uh, 11 years, $470 million. And before you guys answer, I know I don't refer to a show like this very often, but I'd just like to remind everyone that I think it was a month and a half ago, Brian Kenny on his program um, on the on the league network said $255 million. <laughs> <laughs> Brian. <laughs> <laughs> As much as as much as the six seventy, getting ready for boxing. Eh, Two fifty five. Wow. Are we kidding? Like, tell me you work for the league without telling me you work for the league. <laughs> That's funny. Like, he's being hostage. Two fifty five is the number. That's all it I should be. I just don't see how you can overpay for a player who is the greatest player we will ever see in our generation. But here's a number that they told me to say. He's just one player. Save the rest for me. Oh, my Save God. <laughs> you guys are crazy. This Friday is awesome. So what do you got? Oh, so you, I'm going foist. I, I want to hear your number because I wrote mine down, but I didn't know I needed to put the years. So go ahead. I'm, I'm going to go. And how old is he again? I lost. I I believe I he's 29, but I will fact matter. check that for you. I am going to go 11 years, 555. He's 29. Um, 11 years, 555. Nice. Five, 555. My math is right. That's 55 a year, right? Or am I wrong on that? No. <laughs> 10, years, 10 years, 555 10 years. would be about. All right, then I take 10 years. 10 years. I, I'm sorry. 10 years, 555 is the number for me. Okay. And he will be playing with the Kansas City. No, sorry. <laughs> no, I think he's going to. Man, I want him to play there so bad. I, I'm going to go with the Rangers. 
Go ahead. Next. I don't know what team he's going to go with because it's either to me it's either Dodgers or Blue Jays. But the Dodgers is the easy money. They're probably not even plus money to sign him right now. They're probably <laughs> negative money to sign him. But I got five seventy-two. Where you would go over me? Good for you. Five seventy-two at the beginning of the all, at the beginning of the season this year. I said five twenty, and I apologize for shooting so low. 10 years, $600 million. Wait, with an opt-out after year three. Because that puts a team like San Francisco in play if he goes there and either A, doesn't like it, or B, doesn't feel like he's getting consistent winning. Because the one thing I think he will try and do, regardless of any situation, maybe the Dodgers are the only team that can pull this off because they're in the playoffs every year. He has serious PTSD from not being in the playoffs. He does. He wants to win. And if he's on a team where suddenly something happens, they're not going in the direction that he wants them to go, and they're not winning enough, he does not want to waste away all the prime years that he has. Neither does Mike Trout, though. It happened. It happened. And he was happy there. I would cut that opt-out from three years to two years. He gets one year of an opportunity to start pitching, reestablish his value three years. Now, all of a sudden, he's 33. So that's where I would be. He's going to have a tough time finding $55 million for the next seven. So a little high, a little high. It's 572 is the answer. I talked to Shohei. 555 is the answer. Definitely higher than 255. Be right back on FT YouTube. Mama needs a new pair of shoes. (laughs) Time for a little inside dish presented by Candy Digital. Let's get our 15 minutes with Candy Ball Game. Ken Rosenthal joining us right now, right before winter meetings action gets going. So Ken, let's actually start there. You wrote recently about the payroll situation and how TV contracts can affect the Rangers and the Guardians. So how do you see their off-seasons playing out? In Texas, after what I wrote, and he admitted on the record that, yes, they are in a little bit of an uncertain place because of what is going on with Bally's and the potential termination of their local TV rights deal. So... They're not going to be spending another $400 million this offseason. They'll do some things to improve, but the way I understand it, they're trying to get clarity. Now, we already have seen with the Guardians, they let Cal Quantrill go, essentially, or at least in part, because of their financial situation. He was projected to make $6.6 million in arbitration. They decided that was too much. The television angle influenced that decision. So... There is some things, are some things going on with regard to this. Now, there are other people in the game who say, no, 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 these teams have plenty of money regardless. But while they do have plenty of money, all of them, if you're having an uncertain situation with $100 million of your revenue as the Rangers are, you can certainly understand why they might be a little bit more resident, or reticent, I should say, than they normally would be. Yeah, no, that's a lot of money. There's no, nobody, nobody's denying that $111 million is a lot of money. <laughs> But it's also relative. Who does this affect more? The TV rights, you know, the debacle, uncertainty, the 50, I think, what did you say, 55 million possibly for the Guardians that they made last year and 111 million? It's all relative. Who does it affect more when going to build their team? I would say the Guardians. And certainly the Rangers are coming off a World Series title. They can count on a boost in revenue that always accompanies a championship. Teams that win do better the next year. The season tickets go up, other things go up. It's just a good, healthy thing when you win a World Series. No one can deny that. 
The Guardians are not in that same position. They're also in a much smaller market than the Rangers are. So I would expect it has a more chilling effect on them than it would the Rangers. Okay, so on the topic of money here, Ken, you wrote about Shohei Otani's impact in terms of money, marketing, etc., to a ball club as we're getting closer, hopefully, to figuring out where he's going to go and how much money he is going to command. Can you give us more context on what that impact is going to be like for one lucky team? Well, it depends on the market, Scott, obviously, and certainly he'll mean different things to different places. But the gist of what I wrote is that it's not just a baseball decision with Shohei Otani. It's not simply saying, well, we project his war to be this, this, and this, and we're going to pay him accordingly. No, there is more to it. He is a cultural phenomenon of sorts. He is the biggest thing in baseball, a transcendent figure in the sport. So with that comes ancillary income from Japan, from a variety of places. Somebody mentioned to me today, a team that doesn't have a uniform patch yet, a deal for a uniform patch, you get Shohei Otani, uh, suddenly that deal will look a lot better when you finally strike it. So in all of these different areas, direct-to-consumer broadcasting that we're seemingly are going toward that model, this cat can sell subscriptions on his own. So he is that guy in terms of someone who means maybe as much to your business as he does to your baseball team. Obviously, they're intertwined. We all know that. But he, unlike your average free agent, let's just take Aaron Nola as an example. Aaron Nola, you're signing for baseball reasons. Baseball reasons almost exclusively. Shohei Otani, it gets a lot bigger, and that's why the money is going to be so much bigger. Let me ask you this. Uh, it seems like both New York teams are, are out of discussions and talking about Otani. Um, is there a reason why? I mean, do you think that's the right move? Um, at least what we've, we're hearing is the Mets don't want, it, don't want to be part of it. Right. Jeff Passan reported that today, and obviously he's a great reporter. I have not heard that myself. I will believe any team is out, or I will not believe any team is fully out until he signs. And that's just the nature of free agency. We get surprised all the time. Not saying Jeff is wrong by any stretch of the imagination, but things do happen. And the Mets, it's not a natural fit necessarily, but for a team that claims to be building for 2025 and beyond, it does make some sense because he will start pitching again, mm -hmm. hopefully, in 2025. And also, as I wrote today, Steve Cohen's trying to develop this entertainment megaplex at the site of City Field right next to it. All of these things kind of work hand in hand, the business and the baseball. So I would imagine that they're at least exploring it or have at least explored it. Maybe they're on to other things. Maybe their sole focus is Yamamoto. They certainly want him. He certainly fits as well because of his youth with their rebuilding plans, or building plans, I should say, going forward. The Yankees, I'm not sure why they wouldn't be all out for this guy. He would be a monster in that stadium. But at the same time, they could trade for Juan Soto. They can sign another pitcher. They can do some things otherwise to address their outfield in particular that they feel or may feel is more important to them. The Yankees are an interesting operation right now. We don't know what they're going to do. It seems that they should be poised to spend and spend big. But they do have some big commitments on the books already. And Hal Steinbrenner has not been someone who has spent freely over the years. They've spent selectively. They've spent on Garrett Cole. They acquired Giancarlo Stanton. They gave Judge the big deal. 
Are they going to have a big offseason the way they did in 2009, 2013? Remains to be seen. You are helping to paint the picture that I've been trying to tell everybody, so I appreciate the help. But you just said about how you could you could circle everything around Shohei Otani. You need a huge market. You have the business end of it. You need him to go to a team that has possibly, you know, they're pretty good on pitching right now. Anybody can always use more pitching. So tell me why I'm wrong that the Blue Jays wouldn't be World Series contenders if they sign him. You're not wrong. And he is wrong. That team is <laughs> oh, well, the one thing I'll say about that team, Todd, in support of what you're saying, they have yet to prove that they are capable of getting over the hump, so to speak. They're extremely talented, great rotation for sure, but they're kind of, as I wrote late in the season, paper tigers. So Otani <laughs> would help them in that regard. Obviously, he's going to help any team that he joins. And, man, he'd make their rotation even better in 25, assuming he comes back without any problem. But for me, the Blue Jays make sense in a ton of ways. It's just a matter, guys, we have to keep this in mind. What does Shohei Otani want? That's the only thing that matters here. Because in my mind, and I wrote this today, if Otani says, I want Team X, a team could be the Giants, the Dodgers, the Blue Jays, the Cubs, any team you can name. If he goes to that team and says, I want to play for you, do you really think they're not going to come up with the money? So it's his choice. He's going to get the money wherever he goes. It's just a matter, in my view, of where he wants to play. And that ultimately is going to drive this. I don't mean to keep beating a dead horse here, but you both said World Series. Now, let me ask you this. If he goes to the Blue Jays, is, is that your team to pick to win the World Series? No, I, I don't know that I would go that far. But Thank you. He just called them Paper Tigers. I'm just saying. He said they could be World Series. Bound. For sure. Todd, I mean, I don't care what team he goes to. I'm not going to pick them to win the World Series on the basis <laughs> of that. It, it's just too difficult to do that. So many things can happen over the course of the season. So many things can happen in September leading to the postseason. And so many things can happen in October during the postseason. Arizona Diamondbacks, who had them at this time last year? I don't think anybody did. I'm mm -hmm. not sure how many people had the Texas Rangers. So you get Shohei Otani to win, yes. You get him also to elevate the aura of your brand and make your team that much bigger in the national spotlight, maybe even the world spotlight. Okay, so Ken, let's try and um, clear up some rumors on Dylan Cease and the possibility of him being traded and when, because there were reports out recently like, oh, it could happen really soon. And then you put out there that you think that some of the starting pitching could go. And then Chris Getz could say, okay, who wants me? Who needs me now? So is that how you see it playing out? Well, I reported what I heard, which is that Chris Getz is telling teams that he most likely will wait until the bigger pitching names, Yamamoto, Snell, etc., go off the board. At that point, teams' appetites will be further whetted the ones who missed out, the ones who are interested now are still going to be there. And a number of teams need multiple starting pitchers. So it's not out of the question. Someone could sign Snell or Yamamoto and then trade for Cease as well. Now, that doesn't mean that he's going to do that. If a team pushes him, pushes him at the winter meetings, for instance, and says, we want to do this, this, and this for Dylan Cease. It's a great deal. Take it or leave it. If it's a great deal in Chris Getz's eyes, Maybe he does take it. 
These things are always fluid. There's never a set timeline, a certain timeline. But what I reported is what I heard. What gets is telling teams that seems to be his preference, but a guy's preference, a GM's preference can always change. Who of the two teams that I feel like should be in on them have the most have the most to lose by not overpaying for Dylan Cease? Essentially moving fastest, Reds or the Orioles? The most to lose by not getting him? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, basically, yeah. Be, be, being done with it, you know, being nobody to dance with when all the when all the chips have fallen and there's no Dylan Cease anymore. Who has the most to lose? Well, Dylan Cease is, in many ways, the most attractive guy available in trade from a starting pitching standpoint. Why? Two years of control. Glass now is one, and Burns is one. It's a different scenario with those kinds of pitchers. Cease, with the two years of control and the second-place Cy Young finish and the youth relative to other pitchers, he is the bell of the ball from a trade standpoint. As for who has the most to lose, in my view, both those teams do. Because they're not going to be most likely at the top of the market for Blake Snell or Yamamoto. It's reasonable to say that. So their best chance of getting an ace-like pitcher is going the trade route. And Cease is your best option in that market. The Orioles have a ton of position players in the minor leagues. Good prospects that they can move. A ton of them. They, in fact, probably should at this point try to consolidate and pair off some of those guys to get a better single player or one who is more established. The Reds are somewhat of a similar position. They're very deep in young talent as well. They have guys that they can move. So I don't know how this is going to play out, and I'm not even sure either one of those teams ultimately is going to get Dylan Cease. But what I would agree with you on, Eric, is that both those teams need him, or at least someone like him, because they're not going to be paying $150 million for Snell, if that's what it takes, or two hundred plus million for Yamamoto, if that's what it takes, that's not where they're going to be. Last topic for me, uh, Soto. I want to talk about the big guy here. He's been in a lot of talks. I guess the police are coming for you right now. You can hear him in the background. <laughs> <Boy, it's terrific. laughs> hey, they, they, they're looking for info. They're looking for info. Hey, so he's been in talks with the Yankees. He's been in talk with a couple teams. What have you heard recently on him? And um, where do you where do you see him likely landing? I don't know. I do know the Padres are going to ask a lot, and they should ask a lot, but they're not going to get what they traded to Washington for Juan Soto when he had two-plus years of control versus one year and at a price of about $32, $33 million in arbitration. So you're trading for that salary. You're taking on a lot. And, of course, because he's represented by Scott Boris, you most likely are not going to sign him to an extension. Remember, he's already turned down $440 million. So... Here's a player that we all keep hearing about connected to the Yankees. But are there other teams that could use Juan Soto? Oh, I would suggest that there are. Chicago Cubs, Toronto Blue Jays, Seattle Mariners. I can go on and on. This is the, one of the premier left-handed hitters in the game. Kind of a generational player in his own way, though his defense and base running, not what it was in the past last season. I'm not sure where he's going to go. I strongly believe he is going to go. It's just a matter of when and where. So last follow-up here, Ken, um, on Soto. Do you anticipate this could be one that gets done more on the near side? Like, I see I see two angles here. One is team misses out on a Bellinger or an Otani, and they're like, I need a splash. I need a, a big-time bat in my lineup to make an impact. And the Padres maybe get a little more there. But also, 
San Diego has to figure out what they're doing. So they have to get that money off the books, I would assume, so they can make some ads. Timing is always difficult to predict. Scott, as I mentioned earlier, it would seem to me that if I were the Padres, I would want Otani off the board and have his suitors that lost out on tilt. Teams that become increasingly more desperate might not be the right word, but motivated would be a better word once they lose out on a big player. I didn't mention the Giants with Juan Soto. I don't know that he would go in the division, especially with Bob Melvin there. It's another team that can use him. But certainly, once Otani goes off the board, then all of the teams that were on him, and that goes for even the ones that supposedly are no longer in the mix, they are going to pursue other avenues. And they obviously are operating in a zero-sum world. Whoever gets one player, that other team doesn't get the player. And eventually, you run out of good players. So it will increase, in my view, the urgency for those teams. And the way I see it, Scott, you're right. It's best to wait if you're the Padres for Otani to sign. But again, if they got the right deal tomorrow, which I'm saying they will, then they would act. Yep. Okay, good stuff. Ken, appreciate the time. Safe travels to Nashville. And hopefully you've got the Wi-Fi running on the flight. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Ken. Talk to you soon. Ken Rosenthal, FT Senior Insider, with us for some Inside Dish. Brought to you by Candy Digital. Get your free MLB team packs at go.candy.com slash pack. And also, Todd Father, look out for some special digital yes. collectible highlights <gasps> of your own. Not yet, not yet. But I've been told within a week we got a little special thing to show to the crowd that they're making they're cooking up just for you so stay one tuned on ones, that front baby yeah one of ones in in the digital wallet for you okay for todd so or we'll for blast them out you know what i'll put you on that email kratz because oh. maybe we could get a little kratz action going too <laughs> oh. i'm gonna write it down right now and ask for you okay they don't have any triple they don't have any triple a cards yet what about the opening day astros trip <laughs> in a digital form. Love I that. think it'd be great. Just saying. Uh, let's slap. So we didn't get to this earlier. I don't think it's a... a ton of time to spend on it but you know the marlins reshaping their front office continues so the kim ang situation in my mind was a disaster if you look it up on on ft on our youtube channel you can see plenty of great coverage on it because no one else talked about it and it's still super weird to me how mm -hmm. that all resulted but they did hire peter bendix who was a highly regarded executive with the tampa bay rays he takes over as president of baseball operations and then as ken confirmed this morning the report from craig mish the Marlins are hiring former manager of the San Francisco Giants, Gabe Kapler, as their assistant general manager. The team was intrigued by his success in player development during his time as the farm director for the Los Angeles Dodgers. So, Kratz, Cap in Miami. It's like a match made in heaven. It's like, come on, he's going to love it. This, he's going to, he might not even show up. If he's, if he's hanging out in Miami, he might not even show up at the field. He's just going to be like, Jim Tan, done. Just, Jim be, Tan and Marlin's laundry room, which has good Wi-Fi, which we learned. We that is that is tremendous. I love that. There, <laughs> there is there. 
I hate I hate to sit there and go, okay, like you got rid of Kimming and then you brought in Kapler. He's gonna be the assistant GM, but he's gonna be focusing on minor league stuff. Hmm. Like to me, to me, and and Skip has nothing to worry about. I just hope that they said, "Hey, you know what? This has nothing to do with you, Skip. We are not bringing in the future manager." Like something needs to be said. Uh, Oh, really? You think he's looking behind his back because Cap's there? I don't think Skip is. I don't think Skip is. But I think the respect factor because of the fact that they did the same thing to Kim Ng, who was doing a great job. And they basically went behind her back and stabbed her in the back and was like, you did great. Let me take this knife out of your back because yeah. <laughs> we're getting somebody to be over top of you. It might just be the optics and I might be looking out for my guy. No, you're 100% right. But something needs to be said because that's bull if they're bringing in someone else. But, hey, you know what? All the other 29 teams need, I... to, be like, need to be like, hey, <laughs> we'll take Skip. I agree with you 100%. I agree with you 100%. Dude. It's kind of, you know, it's an odd way of bringing somebody over. I, I, I don't know. I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm just saying it, it's odd knowing he's a younger guy. He's been a manager. And you got Skip Schumacher there. He's coach of the year in the National League. So it's like, I don't, I don't understand. I just don't. I don't, I don't, think, I don't I, think that's going to happen. No, I don't. I, I don't know. He's I don't think it is office. either. He's a star. He's good. Yeah, but good. but still, he's around. Hey, he's around. You know what I mean? So, so I'm saying, that- Skip's a star. Like he just won Manager yeah. of the Year. He brought a team that shouldn't have made the playoffs into the playoffs. They lost some pitching at the end of the buzzer there. So he's- I think he's okay. Plus, like you said, Kratz, for some <laughs> yeah. reason, if something happens and oh. and he was a free agent, and he's he's, he's going. He's okay what did Council get? He's okay yeah. when he's not okay it's, though. He, you know, it's just it's. For me, that was that was the red flag for me that if I am trying to if I'm the Marlins and I'm trying to resolve what just happened, I'm not making the same mistake again and just like absolutely like derailing another guy and the confidence that we have in in mm-hmm. those guys. So it's it's one of those things that, you know, just it, it popped up for me, but hopefully he can get because this team needs to be built by the player development. Player development needs to be the because they are not going to. They get like three to four dollars to spend in the offseason, and they are they're in desperate need of it. So maybe it's a good move for them that they can actually build up a farm system, which back in the day created Giancarlo Stanton, Christian Yelich, Marcelo Zuna, Fernandez, um, JT Real Mucho. Plenty, yeah. Like they had dudes from that system, and they need to do that again. You're right. Good call. What do you got? What do you got on? Are you doing Kratz hats today? Yeah. Well, when I when I got here, it was uh, Kratz winter hats. It was like six degrees in here, and now we're sweating. (laughs) It's a sauna. So I got I got the Kratz hats. You can buy it at no no. It's the uh, (laughs) it's the it's our Doc Doc Mennonite. Doc Acad- Mennonite Academy. It's a school that I coach at. It's the beanie hats, which if anybody knows in the Northeast, it's pretty much about a month and a half, first month and a half of the season, the coaches are going to rock these Johns. Co- kids? No. Kids have to keep wearing regular <laughs> hats. But this is my nice my nice Doc Coach's hat. I like it. And I'm going to do a little plug, and then we got one more thing, too, that we're going to show you. But Because um, I don't do this very often. But if you're listening to the pod, 
maybe a rating and review. I almost never say it. Not, you know, many pods will do that every beginning and end. I don't want to overdo it. But also, if you're on the, the YouTube channel right now, a little like, a little subscribe if you're new to the party or if you want to backtrack and later on you're like, okay, I forgot I, I'm not subscribing. Um, we appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Vote, AJ Hinch, and Ken Rosenthal on a Friday for you. And a lot of Otani real talk in terms of what he's actually going to get, where he's actually going to go, or at least what we think. It's all there for you. So, And let's finish strong with this from uh, the Pedro Gomez Foundation. And I'm sure most of you know um, the work. I'm saying the watchers and listeners right now that Pedro Gomez contributed to our great game. And he has gone way too soon. There's a golf tournament and auction on December 2nd. And it is tomorrow. That's Saturday. Uh, at the Whirlwind Golf Club in Chandler, Arizona. Ken um, was good friends with Pedro as well, so this is near and dear to his heart. He's been talking about it on Fair Territory, but you can see some of the auction items that are included. Heat season tickets. Wow. Uh, or no, regular season tickets. Oops. Regular season tickets. Four Red Sox box seats at Fenway, a four-night stay at a condo in Telluride, Colorado. So there's really good stuff there, and obviously if you wanted to be there, um, last chance too to see if you can show up and be involved. But it's going to be a great event this weekend, so make sure you check that out. And... Whew, that was good Friday. Coming up on Monday next week, it's freaking winter meetings action, okay? And for all of you <laughs> asking, no, we're not going to be there. I'm sorry. We don't get to interview the vanilla general manager for five seconds who's going to say, we're weighing all of our options right now. Um, but <laughs> we will be right here in our studios, locked in on coverage, hours of coverage of winter me meetings, signings and trades, if they happen, which you would imagine that they do, because barely anybody has signed so far. So guys, get some rest. We got a lot of shit to break down next week, all right? Thanks, brother. We made it. You made it. <laughs> <laughs> you survived. You survived, babysitter. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> Granny boy, what are you doing, kid? <laughs>